Sarah? Yeah? What do you think about uh, sharing nude photos on Instagram or Twitter? Um, well, you're not allowed to on Instagram, really. Um, you can leave a lot not to the imagination, though, right? Right. Twitter, I don't know, if you want to. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so um, Elle Magazine mm-hmm. did, a, did a, an article this week, and of course it included Carolyn Calloway because Carolyn Calloway started an OnlyFans, we've talked about this, where she's yeah. posting um, quote-unquote cerebral... <laughs> What, the, what is cerebral softcore porn? Right. Where she's cosplaying uh, literature yes. um, characters. And uh, her latest, I think this week is going to be Daisy Buchanan from Great Gatsby, but last week was Dagny whatever from uh, The Fountainhead. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, did that cause a stir as well. Like, th- this chick just cannot win. She cannot win. <laughs> She cannot. No I would argue that she cannot not win. Okay. All right. Interesting. But the article in L basically uh, is talking about how people are using OnlyFans and posting news. And by people, it's really just fucking Carolyn Kelly. They were just looking for an excuse to roast her in an article. And about how she's going on to OnlyFans and posting nudes. Then this is a platform that sex workers need right now because... They are um, because they need to take their work from offline to online. Well, yeah, it's like one of the last places they can advertise, right? Right. And so there's a big, you know, big uproar because Carolyn Calloway already has this uh, this this platform, this following, and she's bringing sure. it to OnlyFans, and it's not fair. And I think the whole argument is fucking ridiculous. I do as well. (laughs) It's just middle-class white women going after another middle-class white woman because she's slightly more middle-class than they are. Well, here's... I I just have... I have a number of questions. (laughs) So (laughs) So much. (laughs) I have a number of questions about about this whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. first of all, OnlyFans seems to, to me to be a bubble that will inevitably burst because right. I, don't, I don't know if other people know this, but porn is free. <laughs> porn is free. <laughs> so who on earth is paying to see people naked at this point? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand it. And Caroline Calloway is charging something like $50 a month. <laughs> that I super don't understand <laughs> because I don't pay for her OnlyFans, but I've seen all there is to see pretty much. Like, right. okay, I haven't seen her vagina, but like for $50 a month, that vagina needs to do party tricks. <laughs> okay, like that vagina better be like, is this your car? And like, get it right every time. <laughs> like there's there is nothing that vagina can do that would entice me to pay $50 a month to engage with it. So I don't understand OnlyFans anyway. Like I I get that sex workers use it, but I what I don't understand is the people who are claiming to use it as like as their only form of income, right? Like like all they do is share content. I think that yes. you know, there can be like a couple of those people, but porn is free. Yeah. I think what really caused the uproar is Carolyn Calloway went on Twitter 
and announced that her projected income from oh, OnlyFans yeah. was something okay. like two hundred thousand dollars this year. Now, first well, of all, re- I mean that's if everybody who subscribed in the first place pays for twelve months, right? Right. Which, and you know that they won't. Why? <laughs> why you know? would they? Well, I mean, you know, if I were Caroline's publicist, I would advise her that she's already given away too much for free because right. if you go on Twitter, you're going to see her nipples, right? And then right. she posts all these previews of the OnlyFans content and like, you know, she'll she'll just put like a fairy emoji over her nipples or whatever. It's like, yeah, I can see most of it. <laughs> Why yeah, am I? I still know what it is. I've already seen it. Right. right. And. So that's what really the, the announcement of how much he was going to make the bragging is what really pissed people off. Understandably, like read sure. the room, people are struggling right now. They're, they're people are going to be well, put into that's the that's the other thing. Who is paying for OnlyFans now? Right. I, like I've I feel like twelve ninety nine is the upper limit <laughs> of yeah. what people will pay to see someone naked. Right, and I think that's what pissed people off most was not that she was on OnlyFans so much, sure. but that she was actually making probably has to be like two or three times what they're making. Well, right. Cause she set her going rate so much higher. Right. And again, here's a case of a woman deciding, uh, not asking for permission to do something and just being, um, being barraged with hate and criticism by, right. from other women who just don't have the balls to do what she did. Well, I mean, if they're on OnlyFans, they have the balls to do what she did. It's just that they're not charging $50 a month. Because, again, no one will pay that for long. (laughs) Right. But you know what? Maybe one month? Maybe? Yes, but you know what? Like, let's say 10 people pay for one month and then they cancel. You know what? There's going to be 10 more people who pay the next month. Yeah. These women could do the same thing that she's doing. They're just not. Well, they don't have the platform, right? So they can't well, charge on- $50 a month. Mm-hmm. Sure, they could if they wanted to. I mean, they could, but again, I again, porn is free. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I guess I don't understand who this is for anyway, right? Like the, the name implies to me that you have to be obsessed with one person. Right. To be worth it to you. Yes. Uh, so I, I don't get it, but people are paying it, and she does seem to be taking very lightly, you know, she's she's sort of dabbling in sex work, not really acknowledging that this is a very dangerous um, like career. Yeah, potentially. For, for, um, for women. Yeah. I'm and so interested in what her 30s are going to look like. girl i mean we'll talk about that in a fucking second which are really soon (laughs) they're yeah they're yeah she's yep they are uh so the only fans thing she's she's just not really taking she's i don't think she's really acknowledging that she's dabbling in an area that uh that is very unsafe for women that 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 puts women in a lot of risk and a lot of danger and she's not really acknowledging that and and then there's part of me that's kind of like i mean i i don't know i i don't know i just feel like no matter what she does other white women are going to have a problem with it yes. no matter what she does that is you true know, and, and then it started in with the sexualizing of um 
fictional child, well, children, young teens or yeah. teenagers, yeah. you know, like you said, there's a whole fucking like, anime is a thing. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, and I don't hear boo about that from these people, um, and meaning her critics or her haters. And then there's porn and sex workers themselves porn. who still dress, free, still free, and they dress up as naughty schoolgirls and they call guys daddy. Like, yeah. but you work in an industry that enables the sexualization of children, whether you do it or not. If you you're still enabling that industry, sure. so. I just don't – I just feel like to, there's so much cognitive dissonance in these arguments what, that I get what so – What even was the, the allegation about sexualizing children? Was it about the virgin suicides? It was about uh, Wendy Darling, I think, from Peter Pan. Oh, okay. Okay. Dude, it's a, I don't even know how I – how do I feel about it? I think that um, costume shops have been selling these sexualized costumes for decades and no right. one's cared. Well, um, I also think it's it's pretty different to cosplay Wendy Darling and you know to make pornography with children in it. That's it's very different. Mm-hmm. Caroline's not doing the latter, to be clear. Right, right. She's not doing the latter. <laughs> She's not coming anywhere close. You know, speaking of, uh, okay, so I have a theory. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? I mean, am are you I ready? ready? Uh, are you? So. <laughs> Anybody that follows Carolyn Calloway knows that even if you like a comment that criticizes her, she will block you. So you don't even have to say anything negative to her for her to block you. Okay. She name searches herself. She looks at all the likes for the nasty tweets and she blocks all those people. Now, <laughs> there are about, I don't know, there's a handful of accounts that every day around the clock respond to every one of her tw- her yeah. tweets just to harass her. And it occurred to me last week, why hasn't she blocked them? Hmm. And the call's coming from inside the house. The call is coming from inside the house, motherfucker, because I'm just going to put this out there now, and I'm going to say it, and you mark your calendars, folks. Carolyn Calloway is the Luca Magnata of influencers. <gasps> Hold on. Whoa. Wait a minute. Damn it. <laughs> okay. I'm saying it now because if you follow the, the don't fuck with cats or the Luca Magnata story, Luca Magnata was a murderer, was a sociopath who wanted desperately to be famous. And so he created hundreds of sock puppet accounts and all these Facebook fan pages and commented and wrote all these comments, you know, planting stories and, oh, he's dating Carla Homolka and this and that. And he created all this talk around himself because mm. he wanted to be famous. Yeah, yeah. And then when he saw that all these people were, like, tracking him down because they knew he was behind this animal cruelty video, what do you think he did? That's well, a question. Oh, nothing. I, I thought it was rhetorical. Sorry. <laughs> no. What well, he did, I, I mean, I know what he did. Right. He went to this group, created a fake account, yeah, and exposed himself. Gave the name. He's like, oh, it's someone named Luca Magnata. Right. 
and that set them on the trail to follow him. And so he had this crew of dedicated people watching everything he did. He and did. he he was dropping, th- he was completely toying with them. You know, and it's it's interesting that it was called Don't Fuck With Cats because it was a cat and mouse game. Yeah. Where he, every time they got close, he just swatted them away. He did all this. And I'm saying it now, Carolyn Calloway's doing the same thing. Wow. That's... I, I hope to find out that's true. Right? <laughs> that would be really satisfying. And that includes this close friends Instagram page yeah. that was created that she said, anybody that follows that page. Oh, right. Yeah. There was a page that was like sharing stuff that she had behind a paywall. Right. But yeah. re- remember that you have to request to follow that page. Well, I think you do now. You do now. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm not positive about this, but I think it, it that wasn't the case before Caroline posted about it. Right. Why would, she's advertising this page. Well, Don't follow this page. I'm like, why are you even telling people about it? Yeah. And then I realized, oh, because you're behind it. Because she wants those pictures wow. out there. Could be. I'm telling you. I'm I mean, it makes you, sense. Yeah. It makes so. sense. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Callowology, Callowayology. <laughs> I didn't even say welcome to womenology. How about that? Welcome to womenology, people. All right. Uh, so, last thoughts on Carolyn Calloway, Sarah? Oh, I, I'm just looking forward to whatever she does next. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, she's behind. Hmm. She and and I thought that story that came out about how she pissed in a teapot. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was a weird story. Didn't anybody find that odd that like? No one found that. You just found that now, yeah. and it's been out there almost a year. Yeah, because I, I mean, there are people who like we, like we talk about Caroline Calloway a lot, but, but there are people who are even more dedicated to following her. Yeah, <laughs> Believe it or the not, word is, the word is obsessed yeah. with following her. Yeah. So, um, and I guess yeah. that's who's signing up for OnlyFans accounts, right? Or memberships. Right. And I, that's, yeah, again, cognitive dissonance with all these people saying, oh, nobody cares about you. You're not important. And they're, you know, like they're following her under, you know, 20 burner accounts and they're probably paying for her OnlyFans and whatever. So that's what I'm saying. Carolyn Calloway, Luca Magnata, you heard it here first. Wow. Uh, Sarah? Yeah. Have you been going to any Zoom parties lately? Yeah, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> they're starting to get depressing, right? Um, I mean, I've always been depressing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, I've even noticed in, uh, like, I feel like in the beginning when this all started and we started doing Zoom events, they were, you know, things were great. And then somewhere around, I'd say three weeks ago, when the stay at home got pushed back again, mm-hmm. I feel like people just, they just became hope. They became hopeless yeah, at that point. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They just said, oh, "No, I don't want to do this." Okay, and so yeah, they just are like, "I don't want to do this anymore." Sure, <laughs> I'm sick of Zoom. I'm definitely sick of Zoom. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't. There are speed dating companies that are taking their speed dating speed dating events to Zoom, and I'm like, I would really rather shoot myself in the face than do that. Because yeah. from what I've heard, 
the Zoom speed dating events take like two hours because they're everyone's shifting, you know, into the private Zoom rooms or whatever. And right. it's very labor intensive. But the worst part is everybody will show up to quote unquote check in. And then if they don't see anybody, you'll see a bunch of like the squares just dark, go dark. <laughs> like a bunch of people just leave. Yeah. Which is awful. Um, but the thing that I, is tiring for me is I'll get home. And I'll be walking the dogs all afternoon. I'm exhausted. And I want to take my shower so that I can get into my my comfy clothes and just kind of hang out. But I can't because I have to be right. on Zoom and I have to do my makeup and I have yeah. to, you know. Um, a, a friend of mine who also runs uh, events said the other day, she said, I think at least women are, are, are feeling less uh, interested in getting on Zoom because they don't feel attractive anymore. You think they don't feel, I mean, I guess you're speculating what this other person meant, right? But do you think she meant like, well, she followed it up making bread or what does she mean? She, she followed up with saying like, I just, you know, box dyed my hair for the first time in Mm. 20 years and it came out kind of (laughs) green. She's like, I'm glad I'm married (laughs) because like, I would not want to get on video right now. Okay. Which I get. And uh, I feel like for this me, is, it's you know, more about just like I'm just tired of seeing my own face. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, you know, I don't tired of thinking about posture. <laughs> yes, constantly. Whenever Don and I are, we do, um, you know, we do the weekly, mm-hmm. uh, which my is like watch parties or whatever, and I'm con- I'm so self conscious about what I look like. Right. Well, you know. yeah. And I'm looking at my skin. I'm like, oh, I don't like how I look. And I've become, oh, my face looks fat. And I don't like it. It makes me feel very um, insecure. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> that's I all mean, you that's... get? <laughs> yeah. I just, well, I'm trying to th- think of like, what, what is it? Because like, we all, we all know what we look like. Right. And I mean, realistically, we can't have changed that much as a result of, you know, two and a half months in quarantine. Like, every, you know, everybody's talking about weight gain, but like, I, don't, I mean, how much could you really have put on in two and a half months, right? Not not that much. And yet, I, don't, I think it's, I think it's just the, the vigilance, right? Just the fact that like, when you're on a Zoom call, most of the time you're kind of really looking at your square. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure that you look okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit that, but it's absolutely true. Oh, I I just put it out there. Yeah. I the, yeah. You yeah. you sent a great article from Man Repeller. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says uh <laughs> I don't know how else to say this, but I miss feeling hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever felt. I don't think I've felt hot in a long time. But well, I definitely when you when you dress up, you know. Yeah, yeah, I I do. I, I like. I mean, I think we're all just living in sweats at this point, and everyone's got their hair up, and mm-hmm. people have just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Time has stopped, Sarah. <laughs> time has stopped. 
It has stopped. And so what does it say? Have you sent it? Do you have it in front of you? I do. Yeah. So the, the caveat is uh, this, this author did not move through the pre-COVID world, thinking she was extremely hot all the time. But since COVID, um, she is now living with her parents, sister, grandmother, and significant other. Um, <laughs> she says, significant other turned quasi-sibling in what can only yeah. be described as the plot of a bizarre, of a bizarre sitcom. Yeah. So I I think there's something specific to being quarantined with a family mm-hmm. that kind of makes you revert to a childlike state. <laughs> well, you're probably in your childhood bedroom, right? Well, that is not helping. Yeah, because I yeah. I mean I I felt it a little bit. You know, every every time I have gone home for Christmas or whatever, it's you know those dynamics come back into play. So, mm-hmm. um, and there's. Like, especially with family around, it's not even like you can really just lean into being quarantined with your significant other, mm-hmm. right? It's like everyone kind of becomes this desexualized human, mm-hmm. <laughs> just just trying to survive. Right. And so, yeah, she talks about, you know, just sitting around watching Game of Thrones, wearing pants with elasticized waists, not wearing eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much how it how it feels. And she, what did she say? She said to her boyfriend, "I don't feel hot anymore." And she said, (laughs) "He said, you're you're always hotter. You're still hot." And and then she writes, "But he said it in that voice that like moms use when they're talking." Yeah. (laughs) To their kid about their imaginary friend. Yeah. (laughs) You're still beautiful to me. Oh no, I totally see her. Like it's she knows he's kind of placating her a little bit but yeah it's like i i did my roots for the first time last night oh oh yeah at home and i yeah i've always done my own roots and it makes that's always made me feel very very unsophisticated but honestly i just don't know that's not at all what i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna say like independent (laughs) (laughs) it's always made me feel very unsophisticated when i say like i don't I've never been one of those, I got to get my eyebrows done and I've got to get my roots done and I've just always done it myself. Well, it's interesting that you say that because I hope what this experience brings to light um, for men who are quarantining with women is is like how much work we actually put in. <laughs> and I yeah, hope some I... of that relaxes a little bit because like, I mean, I've said before, like I can't. I can't do it all, right? Like, I can either have my hair looking nice or I can get a mani-pedi, but, like, I don't have time for both. I don't have the energy for both. Right. You know? And um, I have to say that normally I do my roots, like, every four weeks. And I let it go an extra month. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like... I don't care. And the reason I didn't care is because I saw it's like I had an excuse, right? Yeah. yeah. Whereas before, without COVID, there's that expectation of no, 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 you're supposed to do that or else that means right. you're not trying. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what if I'm not trying? Let's look. <laughs> hypothetically. Well, yeah. I, let's, yeah. Right? Hmm. <laughs> let's say. I just stop caring. I know, right? What if we don't try anymore? Like, What's going to happen? I think the world will still turn. I'm pretty I mean, sure. Like, what if we just look how we look? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about we just stop 
putting so much focus. And and I, like you said, I do hope that this really wakes everybody up, not just men, but women too, because let's face it, like this, this stuff that we do, a lot of it we do for other women. Yeah. And I, I hope this wakes both all of us up to forget about like there's the financial aspect of this like Mm -hmm. you can probably save like 500 bucks a month if you didn't do all this stuff well yeah i mean let's okay let's break it down so let's break it down if you don't get your hair done that's i mean I, i know that's a wide variety of price ranges but like let's say on average like 250 really if you include the tip, yeah. Oof. Um, yeah. Again, I think that's the average. Like that's, yeah. you know, that's, I don't think that's the lowest or the highest. Yeah. Manny um, Petty is like what? 40? 40, uh, yeah. Between, let's say 50 to be. Okay. 50 well, a week. Again, you still got a tip. So, or you should. You yeah, but tip. that here, that's <laughs> only like, a Manny Petty here is like $30. Oh, well. It's more expensive. You know, here. and then you tip like twenty-five, thirty percent. Maybe it's because it's so competitive here, and there's one like there's a salon on every every block. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, here you definitely can find stuff cheaper, but um, I am a little wary of fungus, <laughs> so that's yeah. something I want to pay more for. Generally, yeah. So uh, let's that say and dentistry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go to. <laughs> Do well, you want to go to Happy Smiles on the corner? No, I don't. Even, I don't want to go to the dental van <laughs> with no windows. Yeah. So, okay. So hair two fifty, mani pedi fifty. All right. Well, that's three hundred right there, right? Like eyebrows, like what thirty? Um, eyebrows. I guess it. Well, it depends on what you're doing. You know, if you're microblading, that shit's like four hundred dollars. Oh of course, God. you only have to do it. I think every two years. Um, but if you're getting wax or thread probably 30 ish yep um bikini waxes that's like 60 yeah um i mean we've got to be up to 400 now right At yeah least. we're close to 400 now uh makeup sky's the limit <laughs> and let's real uh, um Shoes. weekly blowouts yeah yeah so that's like 60 dollars yeah boom oh so we're plus now- you gotta buy um you know you gotta buy stuff to put in your hair when you do it at home so yeah so that's like another 40 50 dollars yeah. a month yeah so yeah that's easily 500 dollars that we're not spending. oh that's way over 500 dollars. we're like we're yep. at the 750 a month <laughs> territory yeah yeah so there, there you go ladies <laughs> there you go you're welcome you can go buy that apartment you want to buy yeah right because 750 dollars a month that that's you could a, be saving a lot of saved money you could buy a yeah, lot of wine that, with that you could you could go on a trip Mm-hmm. That's you true. can buy well, escorts, I mean, so you don't need later. that pain in the ass boyfriend. <laughs> can't go on a trip, but <laughs> well, you can't you can't go on a trip like to a bed and breakfast for seven hundred fifty dollars. You could save up for a trip. Um, you know, I I don't know. I guess states are kind of reopening, so or I, yeah, I mean, every yeah, couple of months. I mean, I look, guess. if you're traveling every month, God bless. But yeah, yeah, you could do something else. You could go take a class somewhere. Yeah, you yeah. know, just. I don't know. Hire a private tutor, even. <laughs> Hire a private tutor, even. Just, I mean, the the money and then the time. Yeah. You know, part of the reason why um, 
I don't want to do these Zoom speed dating events because they take up to two to three hours to host and then do the matches. Sarah, I don't have three. I don't have two hours anymore. You know, like I am going from, I'd say, like from the minute I get up till at least six or seven o'clock. Just about every day. And I'll have like an hour in between, you know, here and there during the day to just like eat or maybe take a nap or something. I don't have time. And this is, I I am busier now than I've ever been. I must have coaching sessions every day now. Well, that makes sense. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because I think other people are finding like, oh, now I have more time. So now I can finally do this coaching I've been putting off. Right. Right. So. So, yeah, just the time and the money. and But more than anything, it's the not caring. The not caring, caring feels amazing. It does. Feels really good. So, yeah. Also, so, uh, I mean, wearing elastic pants? Amazing. <sighs> I never want to go back. <laughs> right? Oh, my. What did you say? You call the, like, the buttons hard pants? Hard pants. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Anything. Anything without an elastic waist in my house at this point is being called hard pants. Yeah. Um, what else? So, well, yeah, I... so there, there was, I think, um, like this, this piece ends with an interesting takeaway. She puts on a sundress and feels renewed. And I feel like um, that's a really good practical tip. Like if, you know, if you don't want to feel like a garbage person... <laughs> But also, you know, you're like, you don't want to put on like 40 minutes of makeup and do your hair and all this stuff because why? Just put on a sundress. It's getting warmer. Yeah, it is getting warmer. Yeah. Get yourself a nice maxi dress with no waist, (laughs) just straight up and down. (laughs) And you will feel like a Grecian goddess without putting in any more effort, really. There you go. There you go. All right. Final thoughts. Grecian goddess. Grecian goddess. All right. Okay. Uh, Medium has uh, has become my favorite hate read. It's become yes. my my new favorite hate read than uh, since Exo Jane. Oh, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> so I sent you an article <laughs> mm-hmm. um, from a woman named Karen Cho. Yes. And she writes about the drama involved with dating somebody with histrionic personality disorder. And sure. yeah, the drama falling for someone with histrionic personality disorder by Karen Cho on Medium. And we'll post to this in the in the notes. Hey, do you know if the authors on Medium come up with their own titles or not? I believe we do. Yes. Yes. And I have to say that, uh, you know, I went through just to try and see like, okay, how to make money in this. I need to look at through some of the profiles of the people that, you know, they have like thousands of followers and they must make money. Right. And I'll tell you a number of them, they're just using like stock photos. They're not even using real photos of themselves. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Yeah. Like especially the sex writers. Well, that I kind of get. I mean, I do too, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Except for, I, I mean, except for that one. Oh, God, that one you that sent one. me. <laughs> Those are definitely Jesus. real photos. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> we're talking about that one on the Patreon. We're, we're recording that after this one. And let me just say, here's the hint. That article was basically, <laughs> dear men, I know you think I'm hot and I am, but I'm not as hot as you think. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. All right. So let's get back to this one. So uh, Karen meets a guy online mm-hmm. and he is just her absolute fantasy guy. Uh, let's see. Uh, By which you mean he's hot and it seems like he's rich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met someone immediately knew that something was off yet you couldn't quite place your finger on what it was? That's exactly how it went down between me and the mysterious man I'll call Tom for privacy reasons. Mm -hmm. Tom and I met online dating during the summer of 2019, and I'll never forget his first message to me. Is this love, he asked. Out of context, that might sound like an odd, odd approach, but from the very first message he sent, I was hooked. Right away, I was drawn into Tom's striking good looks and openness to conversation. And by openness to conversation, he means about himself. Yeah. I could tell he was going to be different from the other guys I had been with because of his jet-setter lifestyle and the fact that he was interested in me while he looked like a supermodel. Oh, sweetie, love yourself. I mean, well, but also, like, yeah, that's pretty different, right? <laughs> maybe maybe because something's wrong. Right. Yeah, and again, I will all, and I'll always go back to this, right, and say, you know your league, you know what you can pull. And I know people don't believe in dating leagues. And I'm telling you, a lot of people don't. Oh. A lot of people don't. Okay. And they are very real. And if I, you are getting so. <laughs> if you're getting contacted by this super hot guy, a guy that you're like, eh, even on my best day, I could never attract like a guy like that. Be careful. And that doesn't mean that you're not beautiful or that you're not attractive. It means that if you don't typically right. attract someone of that attract, like that attractive, that charming, that whatever, yeah. be on alert because something is off. Well, and also, I mean, this Tom guy, he's claiming to be a model. So yeah. he, he probably has a lot of options. Right. And again, too, like ask yourself, he's got a model. And it's, look, it's not that I don't love myself. I love myself. And it's not that I don't think I'm pretty. I think I'm pretty. I just don't believe for a second that a guy like this would ever be interested in me. And that's not because I have low self-esteem. It's just because I know my station, I guess. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, It seems too good to be true. It is. (laughs) Period. I was so convinced he was a model that it was one of the first questions I asked him. It turned out he had been in contract in South Korea to model for multiple companies. This wasn't the average guy, you know. He was unpredictable, spontaneous, and passionate. How does she know all of this from... She says later that they spent an hour together. A whole hour. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So I guess she gleaned all of this before they even met. Yeah. Not only that, but he was also very attractive and showed a lot of interest in me. What more could a girl ask for? I don't know. A guy who's stable? A guy who isn't fucking crazy? Yeah. I had little knowledge as to who he was at first, but as I viewed his social media stories and talked to him on a daily basis, I got the impression that he was not only extremely good looking, but he was obnoxiously rich as well. Each week he was in a different country at the most expensive hotels and of course drinking every single night. 
He quickly revealed almost everything about himself to me, even his flaws, which I found admirable because of his ability to be honest and straightforward. I'm going to stop here like I did last time. Let's stop patting guys on the head for being fucking honest because they're supposed to be honest. Raise well, and your once again, standards. We're, we're seeing travel being viewed as a shorthand for rich. But if he's right. a model, he's he's probably traveling for work, right? Right. He's not paying for it. In fact, a lot of people do. Right. <laughs> a lot of people travel for work frequently yep. and yep. typically get put up in hotels that they wouldn't pay for themselves. Right. It's called a per diem. It's not that hard. <laughs> so he, explained, he explained that he was a hardcore alcoholic, sometimes even puking in between flights when he traveled from country to country. Great. He drove. Great. I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> he drove an Italian sports car and owned multiple houses around the world. I very quickly became infatuated with his luxurious lifestyle and persona. Right. As, wasn't, that's why he mentioned it. <clears throat> that's why he mentions it, because he has nothing else. It wasn't just his appearance that captured my heart, though. It was the conversations that we had, from spontaneously asking if I wanted to take a trip with him to Korea, to sharing stories of him getting arrested in Japan, and shamelessly admitting that he stalked my social media every other hour. Wow, there what, was some, what a prize. <laughs> what a prize. <laughs> and, and let's be clear that if this dude didn't look the way he looked, we would think he was a creeper, I right? I do think he's a creeper. This is he is a creeper. Twilight vibes, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. So, fast forward to the day we finally agreed to meet up. He had plans to meet in the city. We had plans to meet at a city, a cute little cafe around noon, but he arrived hours late. What? Not <laughs> There's an S there. <laughs> what? Why would you stay there for hours? What? <laughs> hours. What? Okay. What? First of all, they need that table. <laughs> all right. Somebody would like to flip that table. Karen just complained to the manager. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> So not only was he late, but he forgot the hoodie and phone charger. <laughs> what? <clears throat> he forgot the hoodie and phone charger he promised he'd bring for her. What? What? <laughs> <clears throat> so. Whew, you don't have I your could... own phone charger? I <laughs> know. I could tell what I chose would absolutely, um, let's see, we went into a different shops. He immediately apologized, uh, he was immediately po apologetic for getting the items and, and insisted he buy me a jacket to keep me warm. We sent, we went into different shops and I finally chose the cheapest black sweater I could find. I could tell what I chose was absolutely nothing to him as he showed up in designer clothes from head to toe. He generously bought it for me without any hesitation, flaunted his stacks of $100 bills. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> Who carries cash? Who carries cash, let alone $100 bills? Well, We then exchanged giggles and, and life stories, and that was when he asked me if I felt the connection he felt. And I have. So let me agreed. review the timeline. <laughs> so they agree to meet at noon. Yeah. Several hours pass. More than one hour <laughs> passes. She stays there waiting for him. He shows up. 
hours late. So it's it's at least two. Um, he shows up drunk. Without going to that part yet? Charger, which for some reason he agreed to bring, I guess because you two are on a scavenger hunt or something. <laughs> like why? Like why are you discussing what provisions everyone is bringing? I don't understand. At the moment, I was head over heels for him. The attraction was there. The connection was present. And, he, and the feeling of being treated like a princess really made up for his late arrival. Jesus. Suddenly, he received an urgent phone call. So so wait. Wait. So at 2 o'clock, he shows up drunk and empty-handed. And so Wait, they, do we know he was drunk? It says he appeared tipsy and a bit disoriented. Oh, okay. So he might not have been drunk. I don't know. But something was going on there, right? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have the things he said he was going to bring for whatever reason. So you go to H&M or whatever, <laughs> buy a sweater because you don't have a sweater <laughs> of your own or a phone charger. And so now you left your house without a fucking jacket. <laughs> right. So now it's maybe 2.30 and we're, we're feeling a connection and definitely clicking. And also... Okay. I I don't know. It's it's weird to me that she recognizes men's clothes as designer. Because right. in, like unless they're branded, how would you tell? That's weird. Right. So at the moment, uh, he was head over heels. Da 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 da. Let's see. Suddenly it's he received an- thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly he received an urgent phone call. I could see his distressed what? face. <laughs> As he walked to the corner to speak in private, he returned with a letdown expression and explained that he had to leave for his friend who needed him. That's his dealer. <laughs> dealer. <laughs> I spent an hour getting to the city, waited another couple hours for him to arrive, and we only know. started to believe. We know. <laughs> we can count. I couldn't believe he he so quickly made the decision to leave. I expressed my disappointment but couldn't stay mad as he reassured, reassured me that he would make it up to me and even begged not to be ghosted. As he walked me to the train station, a reckless driver started honking loudly at us for not crossing the street fast enough. Tom's reaction to this was to aggressively confront the driver oh. and cause a scene. Attractive. Okay, but, but here's how do you do that? Like, if you're not moving well, fast enough, it usually means that, like, the light has changed, right? Well, let's also, what. <laughs> What causes a scene in New York? <laughs> you have to be behaving pretty outrageously to cause right. a scene in New right. York. Tom's reaction to him was to aggressively confront the driver and cause a scene, but I thankfully stopped him from getting rowdy. Rowdy. Then he smoked a cigarette, his fifth one in the hour. And the, okay, yeah. And then generously offered his remaining pack to a group of strangers on the street. I was genuinely surprised to see how quickly his mood flipped from feeling angry and hot-headed to sweet and friendly. Before fleeting home, he seductively kissed me goodbye in the middle of the hectic streets of Manhattan. So now it's three. <laughs> okay. Uh, da 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 These were gestures that I had never experienced before with other men in the past, especially not during a first date. I must admit, however, that my attraction and fascination with him made it so I ignored these red flags and instead overlooked his, sedu- overlooked his seductive per- personality. Mm-hmm. Well, she didn't overlook his seductive personality. Uh, no, I don't really, I don't, I don't know what that is supposed to mean. Because it's not true. 
<laughs> After he begged me for a second chance, I agreed to see him in the next couple of days. Da 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 da. Um, she. As I left the city and returned home, I noticed that I hadn't heard anything back from him. She, I agreed to see him in the next couple of days and hoped that everyone worked out for him and his friend. She had said this to him in a text. As I left the city and returned home, I noticed that I hadn't heard anything back from him. I told myself he must have been bu busy helping out his friend and went to sleep. The next morning, I once again, um, I once again realized there was no new messages from him. The sinking feeling of inadequacy cent centered around my entire body. How does one center... Around your, you know what? Doesn't matter. As I, I, I just want to call attention to the fact that she woke up extra early to perfect her makeup. Uh, we, this we, is obviously pre-quarantine. <laughs> uh, I finally replied after a day or two and told me, I, I, you jumped ahead. Once again, the sinking feeling. Nonetheless, we agreed to meet the next day and I went to sleep with an unsettling feeling of impending doom. So he had eventually texted back to her after she fucking harangued him with text. Mm -hmm. The next morning I woke up extra early to perfect my makeup and as I was doing so I received panic messages from him as he explained that he had to cancel because he had gotten oh. so intoxicated that all his belongings had been stolen. His credit right. card, his ID right. his money clip yep. his money. That's why you don't carry cash Right. <laughs> everything. Initially annoyed at this text message I told him that I was done dealing with his irresponsible nature are you? Are you, Are you though? After about an hour, I ultimately chose to understand that he must have been in a bad state of mind and deeply apologized for my words. I, she apologized to him. That's by correct. The way. That's correct. I was filled with disappointment as I realized that my fantasy was slowly turning into a bitter reality. Not slow. Get, Not slow at all. Uh, no, Kareem. it's like it's like <laughs> twelve <laughs> hours later. <laughs> Once Can I again, just say, I would... this is why you you really sh you need to stick to uh, a square mileage that you can handle, right? Because she's talking about like getting up early to do her makeup, traveling into the city. It's like well, you're not you've got no leverage here, right? Like yeah. every time the dude blows you off, it wastes your whole day, right? And it, I mean, he has no concept of time, so right. he, and he doesn't care. <laughs> so okay. Once yeah. again, I wanted the, I waited the entire day until he'd give me a response. The day was almost over when I checked my phone for updates, but instead came to the heartbreaking and confusing realization that I had been blocked. Every single one of my social media accounts were blocked. I had no way in contacting Weird. him. The sense of I know, the sense of doom I previously felt made its way right back into my heart, and I melted to the floor in tears. Yikes! That's a little dramatic. What is this? Nine hundred two one zero? What is going on here? I mean, this is. This is not great. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Why is he behaving this way? What happened to the sweet and tender man I had been talking to last week? Just last week. Yes, I mean a it's week. just a, it's a full moon or whatever, and he's a vampire. Right. A week passed, no explanation, no return, and no closure. As I desperately tried to comprehend what led him to feel so negatively towards me, as my emotions boiled up and the memories of him came back, came rushing back, I decided to reach out on the one app. He hadn't blocked me on. I knew it would appear desperate, but I genuinely cared for him and figured he'd be understanding because of his open and lovey-dovey nature from the past. To my surprise, he replied and sincerely apologized for letting his anger get the best of him. He apologized for blocking me when I had done nothing wrong. He told me how perfect I was in person, that, that his brokenness had gotten in the way. Unaware of what he meant by brokenness, I asked him to elaborate on why he felt so empty. Tom admitted that he lives a lonely life, 
where he is constantly bored and drinking to numb out his pain. He revealed stories of him making thousands of dollars from being a sugar baby, having sex with over 200 women per month just to keep his mind off things, and how he hides behind alcohol. Now, here's the thing. I absolutely believe he is not a model, but a sugar baby. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. He's a sex worker. Sure. Like, let's be clear. <clears throat> Coming from such a pretty face, I was shocked to get a glimpse of the deeper parts of him that I never expected to see. Once I understood his mentality, I found his ability to be vulnerable and honest even more alluring. <laughs> oh, that's that's the takeaway? <laughs> okay. I forgave him and expressed how hurt I had felt when he blocked me. He cried out. I am begging for another chance. He cried out. Weren't they texting or were they on the phone? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't they were texting. Hmm. They were texting. I, I, like, I have long suspected that this whole story was a fucking fake. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. It, there's, there's some details that are... Aren't making sense. Yeah, no. Um, it came from Tom, who had been silent for the past week. The message was all I needed to hear to fully let him back into my life. Right. The melodramatic text didn't stop there. I think you oh, can no? give me some... <laughs> I think you can give me something I've been looking for all my life, something that nobody else has, has but you. I need your attention. I need all of it. I need your support, and I need all of your love. Eesh. Considering that we only really met once for about an hour in the city, a part of me was skeptical that he felt this deeply for me. Yeah. That's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? On the other hand, the other part of me was living her dream as she soaked up all the romantic text messages... Right. And received all of the reassurance her damaged self needed to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Hypnotized with his words, I didn't realize how needy he was sounding. At that moment, I was just as needy and as fast, infatuated as he was. I think you can give me what I've been praying, what I've been craving, and I haven't found in anyone else. You are the nicest and most genuine person I've ever met in my entire life. He admits. <laughs> okay. And the grammar in this is bad, too. It's hard uh, to overstate the damage that Twilight has done <laughs> to women. Uh, his words tasted, oh God, his words tasted like sweet nectar and I was hungry for all of it. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I want to be with you. I would be so happy with you. I'm never letting anything get in the way again, I promise. At this point, it was already 5 a.m. in the morning and I was oh. thrilled that he was fighting for me. I'm exhausted just reading this. So basically, um, he bailed again. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Uh, the next message, I woke up to an ambiguous text message that made me sense, that made no sense. And then I realized I was once again blocked. Just the previous night, he was begging and begging, opening up his heart and asking to be official. Then the next, I'm completely discarded with no explanation. My emotions were at an all-time low and absolutely nothing made sense anymore. I felt like I was on some kind of game show where I was being pranked, except this wasn't some fun surprise. It was heartbreaking, and it sucked the life out of me. Okay, Imagine you being know what? this person's friend. Right? <laughs> this is all going on. Right? Um, Over the course I, of, like, 12 hours or whatever. Yeah. And again, I'm going to, I'm going to point out here that, like, she's writing this, and this is one of those cases where I always tell writers – when you write personal essays, you really have to anticipate what other people are going to call out because they have an ob objectivity that you don't. Sure. And reading this, I don't give a fuck about the guy. I want to know what's going on with her. 
that she yeah. that caused her to get so invested right. in someone she barely knew. Yeah. Like, I don't want to focus on his personality disorder or his issues. I want to focus on what's going on with her. Yeah. Because there's obviously something going on with her. I mean, the, ob- the obvious answer is just like, you know, this dude is glamorous. He might be her her way to transition into moving into the city. I mean, that, that kind of thing. But there's also, I mean, clearly something something deeper. Who hurt yeah. you? Who hurt you? <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that, but yeah. Um, and this is the part that just I can't even with the pain and confusion I felt the next month was unbearable all I could do was rewind to play the sweet the playful sweet text grandiose gestures and loving persona I believed he was it wasn't until about a month later I came to the understanding that he was suffering from histrionic personality disorder okay Um, okay In that month, did you get a psychology degree? She did. Um, yeah. And, like, how do you know this? And, like, why can't it just be that he is, because it sounds to me like he's just a sex worker who does a lot of drugs. And scene. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's all this is. It also, I mean, it, it also sounds like histrionic personality disorder. So if, you know, if you're not a professional, <laughs> it's, I think we all, I think we all do this, right? Or have done this at least at once. Like we all have diagnosed somebody. We who, all do it. Who hurt us because it's easier to say like, oh, well, they have this or that disorder rather than just like, they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I mean, you log onto Medium and there's like, God knows how many articles I dated a narcissist. Narcissist. I div- I divorced a narcissist. Right. Five signs they're a narcissist. It's it's a buzzword. Yeah. That everybody insist- can't be a narcissist. Some some of us are just assholes. Right. Some people are just assholes. Um. And sometimes you got you got sucked into their lies because you believed yeah. when you didn't want them. You know when you everything told you not to. Yeah. Um. But sometimes they are narcissists. Like sometimes they are. You know, one in 25 people are diagnosed with an antisocial personality disorder. So there's a really good chance that something is off here. But she's not, she's not the, per- like, you can't just say, I found out or I did, uh, what did she say? Um, I came to the understanding. Yeah. What does that mean? Right. I came to the understanding. No. You know what that means? That means I Googled. I went to Dr. Google. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Google told me. <laughs> Um, it's so irresponsible to publish something like this if unless she can um, back it up with a with a claim like I ran into his sister or an ex or whatever or someone yeah. from his family you know who confirmed. she wouldn't I, I mean she wouldn't even know them because this is all, this all plays out over the course of like a month right right so you shouldn't and know did, his family <laughs> did she say? She saw any of his social media. I know he said he saw hers. Um, yes. I had little knowledge as to who he was at first, but as I viewed his social media stories and talked to him on a daily basis, I got the impression that he was not only extremely good looking, but he was obnoxiously rich as well. No, honey. He's a, he's a sex worker. Is my guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might be flush with cash. Sounds like he is. <laughs> That's not the same as rich. Right. Right. So, yeah. Long story short, um, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. 
And people who come on this strong do it for a reason. And it's to woo you into a false sense of security and a false sense of intimacy. Right. You know, we're teaching that um, the workshop tomorrow about how to avoid the abusers and the scammers. And this is something that I go over with people. Like, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. If they present a lifestyle that just seems, you know, like, out, of, out of your reach, out of your reach, it is, you know, really, really be honest with yourself about that. And that's a tricky thing to say in a workshop. Sure. You nobody know, wants I, to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. And, you know, I had a, a situation a few weeks ago where I said, you know, try not to send out too many messages on the traditional dating sites, like focus your energy on people that initiate interest. And one person got said, you know, I, I mean, I don't mean to question your authority on this, mm -hmm. um, but, but, you know, I, but <laughs> I send out, you know, I, I send out emails and I get a lot of responses and I'm like, that's great. If that works for you, that's, that's fantastic. But let me ask one question. How many of those email conversations convert to an offline date? And she goes, oh, no, 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 that, that's on me. And I'm like, and scene. That, that's, so that answers them? my question. So none of them. <laughs> okay. And okay. it's important to realize that if a guy's just looking to get laid or if a woman's just looking for attention or a free meal or whatever, they're just, they're, they'll reply to anybody if they have no options at the time. Yeah. And so that's why you want to focus on people who have initiated interest first, because I would say like the biggest problem, I've said this before, the biggest problem that people have with online dating, the thing that, that really burns people out is that they waste their time with people who were never interested in the first place. Yeah. I mean, I, I think another reason women don't want to hear this because this advice really only I think applies to hetero women, right? Mm -hmm. It reinforces that gender role and that notion that men are supposed to be the ones asking. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make it wrong, but I think that's part of people's resistance to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I would also love it if if we could burn the patriarchy, you know? I, I would love that, but this is still a solid tip to just respond to men who have expressed interest first. Yeah, yeah. Pay for those memberships. Look at the, the viewed and the liked and the who swiped on you. And, you know, but when people say, you know, pretty much, like, anybody that, like, has swiped on me or messaged me first, like, I'm just not interested in them. And I always counter with, well, if that's true, don't you think that the opposite is true? Meaning the people that you message aren't interested in anybody that message or like them first? I know. <laughs> don't. Yeah. Douche chills. Oh, yeah. Other people do have agency. Right, right. You know, so it's sort of like those people that you look at and you're like, oh, I would never date any of those people. Those people are you. Huh. <laughs> it's an uncomfortable conversation to have. It's an uncomfortable thing to realize, but it will almost completely eradicate the, the drama and the confusion and the frustration that pe most people experience with online dating. Because you can message and, and, and match with anybody and get into conversations. Um, or you could find one person, maybe maybe it is only every few weeks. Sure. And then you message them and they message you back and then you go out and who knows, you're dating. So wouldn't you rather have one of those like every few weeks 
than just a bunch of dead end nothings every single week. I mean, I would think so. I would think so. So, final thoughts. Uh, hot guys on dating apps can never be trusted. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. 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 They don't need to be on there. They don't need to be on there. Um, hot people on dating apps. I was going to say, it's probably the same for women, right? They don't yeah. I, I can remember when, you know, Sharon Stone was on Bumble, and then she they had this thing where... Sharon Stone gets uh, removed from Bumble because they thought it was a fake profile. No, they didn't, bitches. They paid her to create a profile to be on there. It's all an act. Mm. Don't buy into it. Like, these dating apps 100% pay people to show up on these apps. Like, I mean, hot I people. I thought Sharon Stone was married, but maybe. maybe no, she, she hasn't been married in a long time. He okay. left her crazy ass. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, after the uh, after the lizard bit off his toe. <laughs> I'm way behind on my Sharon Stone news. I've <laughs> been putting too much energy into Caroline Calloway. Yeah, right. Ugh. All right. Final thoughts, Sarah? Uh, it seems too good to be true. It probably is. It probably is. Stop reading um, Twilight. Uh, bring a sweater. Bring a sweater. Bring your bring own a charger. charger. You can get one <laughs> for like $30. $30? You get it like 20 bucks at T-Mobile. Um, what else? Zoom? Nobody cares. Eh. <laughs> We're, done. We're kind of done with Zoom. Yeah. Um, oh, and final thought. Mark it down. What did I say in the beginning? The call is coming from inside the house. That call is coming from inside the fucking house. Luca Magnata. When do you think we will get confirmation of that? I don't know. I think somebody has to really put it out there first, and then people have to try and dig. Because you know, you know that the people that stalk her could figure that out if are they you wanted gonna, to. Are you going to put it out there? I, I'm tempted. <laughs> I'm tempted to do that. Yeah, something's not right there. Something is not right there. They're just too persistent. It's mm -hmm. daily and and they always seem to they respond very quickly to her texts. I, yeah, I was gonna her, say her it's like it's like an immediate back and forth, right? right? Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I think we're all spending a lot of time on the internet, but. I mean, Caroline Calloway spends all her time on the internet. <laughs> like, right? I'm telling you. No break. I'm telling you. She is the Luca Magnata of influencers. That's an interesting theory. I'm calling it now. Maybe All right. she's saving that big reveal for um, the Lena Dunham project that is in the works. What is that? Well, I heard about that. Is that real? I don't know. Can't tell. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Follow us on the things, Womenology Pod. Give us five-star ratings on uh, iTunes, please. It would be really nice if you could do that. Uh, follow the – take us out. Follow – join the mailing list, womenologypod.com. We've got some upcoming workshops uh, stay inside, stay safe, take care of yourself, don't dye your roots. Sarah? <laughs> I second don't dye your roots. <laughs> yeah. Faith, fuck the patriarchy. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye.